This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, July 29th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. African nations do not exist to be open-air zoos for Westerners to enjoy. And as African nations develop, Western preferences and the needs of Africans will increasingly come into tension. Catherine Semser is a research fellow at the Property and Environment Research Center in Bozeman, Montana. We spoke earlier this month in Bozeman. Trophy hunting to uh, Americans is often viewed as just abhorrent. Um, it is, at the very least, uh, controversial. Um, but I guess what is the – how should we be thinking about it generally uh, with respect to the African countries that um, – uh, where individuals there in some ways depend on that kind of uh, tourism. Well, you're absolutely right that trophy hunting has become a controversial political topic here in the United States. This despite the fact that the United States is home to 70% of the world's trophy hunting market. And I think it's important to look at trophy hunting in an African context. Africa is not a country. It is a continent with 54 countries, and 26 of them are ranked as the poorest on earth by the World Bank. It's home to 1.2 billion people, 50% of those are children, and 27% of the total population, roughly 330 million, are considered food insecure by the United Nations. In sub-Saharan Africa, 589 million people live without electricity. And of the 738 million people who lack access to clean water in the world, 37% of them live in sub-Saharan Africa. Now, sub-Saharan Africa holds most of the trophy hunting destinations that Americans seek out each year. Countries like Namibia, Zimbabwe, Botswana, South Africa. And the trophy hunting programs of these countries, some of which were set up with the help of the United States through USAID, provide two key things that these people need. One, cash for development. We can look at a country like Zimbabwe and its campfire program, where a cost share enables rural communities where more than 20% of the population is food insecure to develop wells, schools, medical clinics, roads, and other things that connect them to the outside world and increase their life expectancy. But it also provides food uh, to these people. In Zambia, for example, we know that more than 129,000 kilograms of fresh game meat is distributed by trophy hunters to rural communities each year. So while trophy hunting might be difficult for many Americans to stomach, it actually fills the bellies of many rural Africans and allows them to benefit from the resources which, with which they live uh, in a sustainable way that does not jeopardize wildlife populations and at the same time creates economic incentives for conserving those wildlife populations and the habitat on which they depend. Uh, a lot of people view uh, trophy hunting essentially as identical to poaching, but it certainly isn't. It certainly is not. If, if you look at the African trophy hunting industry, many of the outfitters, uh, in fact, I would wager to say a majority, are fielding their own anti-poaching units to help discourage involvement in illicit wildlife trafficking. Um, some of these units are quite large, um, up to 150 men, uh, often using helicopters and vehicles to, to discourage poachers. 
And what trophy hunting actually does is create a, a situation where the opportunity costs for engaging in poaching are increased. If you know that poaching is going to take meat away from your community and take cash away from your community, becoming involved in a poaching operation becomes much less attractive to somebody living in a rural community. So uh, there are some tensions that are uh, coming to the fore uh, for several African countries. Of course, there is this large African free trade union that has started. It's a very exciting opportunity uh, for the African countries that have so far joined it. Um, what are some of the issues that relate to uh, wildlife preservation and economic development that we should be thinking about? Well, I think it's important for people to start to recognize that Africa and African nations do not exist to be an open-air zoo um, for Westerners to in indulge their, their tourism and outdoor recreation proclivities. Um, Africa, as it's developing, is starting to have options. And as those options come to the table, it's increasingly important that wildlife habitat be economically competitive with other land uses. One canary in the coal mine of what may await a lot of uh, natural areas in Africa is in the Sulu Game Reserve, where the country of Tanzania is building a large hydroelectric project that um, is going to flood over 463 square miles. That's roughly twice the size of Salt Lake City. Um, the Sulu has the same um, status, um, prestige, if you will, as a place like Yellowstone or Yosemite. And it would be like putting a giant lake um, man-made reservoir in the middle of any one of those national parks. And the reason Tanzania is doing this is not because it hates wildlife or doesn't value wildlife conservation. It's because 32% of the country has electricity and the majority do not. And they've weighed the costs and the benefits and the trade-offs and decided that electrifying their country and giving the people the economic opportunities that electricity allows is more important than conserving the national park. So I think that this is a wake-up call for everyone who is concerned about the future of wildlife, whether they hunt, whether they enjoy photo tourism, whether they're never going to make it to Africa, but still like the fact that there are wild lions, wild elephants, and other species. This is a wake-up call that the times are changing and that conservation must adapt to that change and start thinking about economics and economic development a great deal more than it has in the past. So what's the role of the U.S. Uh, when it comes to African trophy hunting specifically? What, what rules govern uh, with respect to Americans who might want to go over there and shoot a lion and then come back? Many trophy hunting imports into the United States are governed under the U.S. Endangered Species Act, and hunters are required to obtain additional permits in order to bring their trophies back into this country. Now, because of the political controversy surrounding trophy hunting, we've seen in recent years complete bans on the import of elephant trophies from Tanzania and Zimbabwe. We've also seen increased restrictions placed on the importation of lions um, across their range in Africa. And this has had a severe negative impact on, on wildlife conservation in in sub-Saharan Africa. So for example, in Tanzania, just outside the Salu Game Reserve, there was a family that managed over 6 million acres of hunting blocks on, on the Salu's periphery. Mm -hmm. Last year, they surrendered those blocks back to the government 
because they could not make enough money um, on 21-day safaris to continue funding their operation. And they attribute this directly to the inability of U.S. hunters to import elephant and lion trophies back into the United States. Now, the impact of this was throwing those 6 million acres of land into question. You know, would they remain managed as wildlife habitat? Would they be converted to agriculture? Would they be converted to other uses? And and that still is is sort of up in the air, given the state of uh, U.S. restrictions on hunting trophies. But more so, this family employed a counter-poaching unit that was about 150 men strong, um, utilized air support in the form of helicopters, as well as vehicles. Several million dollars were invested in this counter-poaching effort, and that unit was disbanded um, as the business fell apart. They could no longer afford to pay um, their counter-poaching unit. And this is troubling, given that Tanzania has been um, you know, a, a victim of, of much of the elephant poaching that has gone on since 2008. And it represents a loss of counter-poaching resources uh, in that part of the world, mostly just because of, of politics here in the United States. So what should be the U.S. response? If, if we want to, uh, you know, be good uh, allies to Africa as it attempts to develop and uh, these, you know, these small economies that are, are trying to grow, um, should the United States just legalize the importation of, of trophies? Uh, that, that seems like it would be a pretty unpopular move. I think what the United States should begin doing is listening more to their African partners as opposed to dictating what they expect those partners to do. A key part of the Prosper Africa strategy, which has been launched by the Trump administration, uh, has a goal of having African nations stand on their own two feet. And conservation can certainly help them do that. I think we need to, to go back to where we started. As I mentioned earlier, many of these trophy hunting programs, such as the Campfire Program in Zimbabwe, the community-based organizations in Botswana, were set up with the help of USAID. And these types of market-based approaches have the ability to reconcile economic development and conservation. And I think it's something that we need to to begin re-engaging in um, on the African continent and helping them find ways to conserve the ecosystems on which their long-term economic prosperity will depend, um, while at the same time helping them realize that prosperity through sustainable development. Trophy hunting can certainly play a role uh, in in helping African countries to do that, and we should be supportive so long as those countries themselves are supportive. At the end of the day, this is their wildlife. These are their resources, and they have a right to use them as they see fit. Of course, there's a global interest in the conservation of biodiversity and making sure that species are not lost, but it's very hard to point to any species in Africa and say that it's been driven to extinction through trophy hunting. Quite the contrary, you know, if we look at both Botswana and Zimbabwe, which respectively have the first and second largest elephant populations in Africa, that success was achieved in large part because those countries used trophy hunting as part of their holistic conservation programs. We can also look to the East African nation of Kenya, which has lost up to 90% of its large mammals uh, in the wake of them banning trophy hunting. So if we really care about wildlife, if we really care about alleviating poverty, if we really care about free trade, 
and economic liberty. We should definitely listen to our African partners and make sure that uh, we are supportive of conservation in, in, in the way that they see as being best able to serve themselves. Catherine Semser is a research fellow at the Property and Environment Research Center. We spoke this month in Bozeman, Montana. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.